check this podcast episode 21 and you may notice that my voice sounds a little bit different different today always a wonderful thing having children and getting to have a head cold or in today's climate of everything i've probably got the rona and i'm gonna die like that whole 0.03 percent of the rest of the population who gets the rona on a completely non-COVID related note, because I have no intentions of talking about COVID on today's episode, let's talk about the election. So it's finally gone to the Electoral College and the votes have been cast and it is projected that Trump or Trump has been defeated and Biden will win. He will get his 300 and whatever Electoral College votes and aside from some severe shenanigans or tomfoolery uh it's a done deal i have no doubt no doubt that there will be a number of faithless electors there are in most elections um i think it could be interesting to see when the official votes are counted by the senate uh or by the congress how many there are i would not be surprised if there aren't more this time around than what there are in a normal election But, uh, I mean, short of something just totally catastrophic or cataclysmic or cata-whatever, it it looks like Biden's probably going to take it. And under much uh, questionable, shady dealings. Because for everything that you might want to say about the court cases being thrown out, none of the court cases that the Trump team or the state of Texas or anybody else brought forward that were thrown out were done so on the basis of actual lack of evidence or merit. In fact, there's a ton of evidence out there that all of these things were credible and had plenty of merit, but all of the court cases got thrown out on technicalities. So like the the big one that uh, got thrown out from Pennsylvania because of the way that Pennsylvania changed their voting, uh, the way they do the mailing voting and everything, they got thrown out because it was past the statute of limitations on when it could have been uh, questioned or sued. But it was enacted so that, I mean, it, it, it gets into more of how our justice system is so just irreparably fucked, is that the the reason that it got thrown out is because it was passed a statute of limitations for when they could challenge it. But it was done at a time when there were no elections going on. So there was no way to see how it was going to work within the statute of limitations, which kind of makes it seem, I mean, the Democrats knew this was probably going to be the case all along. Uh, I mean, is there any doubt that, that they, they definitely knew that they were going to have a fight on their hands with trying to get Trump out. So it would make sense that they have, and the Democrats are notoriously good at playing the long game. Like they, they don't look at things from the, just this election cycle period or, uh, uh, you know, viewpoint. They look at it. They look at the big picture, which, is infuriating about the way that the Republicans and the Libertarians and everybody else kind of handles 
going about amassing power and, and how to handle power and, and dealing with it is that the Democratic Party really has figured out how to play the long game in all of this stuff. They, they do a brilliant job of it. And would it be outside the realm of possibility that they saw that something was going to be coming, that they would need to find a way of unconventionally getting rid of Donald Trump? And so they put all this stuff in place <clears throat> beforehand. And it also feeds into the conspiracy theories of, you know, that COVID is just a test run for more government control and ushering in a whole new way of doing things. Like, But anyway, all of these court cases are getting thrown out based on some bullshit technicalities. And it also comes around to, like, you, then you got the, the Texas case. So the Georgia cases, the uh, some of them, they threw them out because they weren't filed properly or the wording of the filing wasn't correct it's all technical bullshit the same so the the pennsylvania was due to a, a statute of limitations but when the thing was actually done it made it where like there was no way to have an election in the time that would meet the statute of limitations so it's all real shady and it's all real kind of weird to just look at on the face and then you've got the the texas hearing or uh, the Texas case that was brought about suing uh, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania for the way they changed things and not uh, holding up to election standards that uh, you know were agreed upon or whatever, however you want to look at that. And then all the other states that jumped in on the side of Texas, and then a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, blue states that jumped in on the side of those four states being sued as well, and so. Anyway, at the end of the day, what you got with that was it got thrown out by the Supreme Court uh, for really no reason. Um, they said that Texas didn't have the uh, standing to sue those states. But what that really boils down to is the Supreme Court is pretty uh, flaccid as far as being able to really do anything like they don't have the Supreme court does not have any interest in actually doing or accomplishing anything. If we're being totally honest, like there has been so many, so many, so many cases that have been brought forward about second amendment rights that the, the Supreme court refuses to even hear because they don't want to actually make a ruling on anything that's going to be important. And a lot of the times, the only things that they, especially the things that are going to be highly uh, conflicting with, regardless of which way the ruling is going to go, it's going to be a huge conflict. So they outright avoid having to make a ruling on any of that stuff. And the only ones that you really see are the ones that get super, super, heavily publicized and they really don't have a choice they can't avoid it so what this really comes down to is it's a failing of the judicial system which if any of you who are listening to this or watching this have had any dealings with the judicial system you already know the whole thing is a fucking farce like the way the judicial system in this country is handled is absolutely ridiculous and insane 
And it's it's not actually about justice. It's about jumping through legal bullshit loopholes to figure out the way to get around or get through stuff. And it's it's absolutely infuriating, especially if you've had to sit through it and deal with it and go through it and to see like the way that they manipulate and string stuff along and twist and turn it. It is like the the real the real story of this story should not be the election. It shouldn't be anything about that. Like that's all inconsequential at the end. That's you're either got the left in control who wants socialism or you've got the right in control who also wants socialism, but they're going to pretend that they don't. So at the end of the day, like the election part of it really doesn't make a whole hill of beans difference. The problem that you have here is it shows like not only have we gotten to see in 2020 just how abusive the government is of their power and how dictator like and manipulative they are and just what a total shit show and a farce the mainstream media are. But this is also showing us what a joke the judicial system is and how from the top down, everything about this needs to be stripped down and redone. The whole thing is totally fucked. And because of that, it is screwing over the American people in every way, shape, form, and fashion. 2020 has just been a referendum on that. And if people haven't been able to wake up to that and see that yet, I don't know what your problem is. Like it, The writing is all over the wall. It's time to look and see what's going on with all of this. And then the other thing that it all comes back around to, if you want to keep looking at it as it goes forward, because it's not going to stop. Like all of this is going to continue to go forward as far as the election stuff goes is next. We're going to get the, the runoff votes for the two Senate seats in Georgia and how, how obvious would it be for both of those to suddenly go super blue and end up flipping the Senate over to the Democrats? Because if anybody actually paid attention to what happened in the uh, in the original election and with the votes there, the Republican candidate for one of them, uh, he if it had just been a normal election, he won going away like it wasn't even close. And then in the other one, the the runoff one, uh, it was a there was a Republican or a Democrat who took the the higher total of votes. But then there were two Republicans that were neck and neck that if their votes were combined uh, for just one of them, it would have they the Republican would have won handily in that one. So if you look at the total number of votes that were cast in the original election, Republicans had more votes and would have won handily. But because of the way this runoff is being done, now they get to go vote again. And wouldn't it just be a kick in the teeth if miraculously the democrats pulled both of those senate seats out like you would legitimately have over half the country and and when i say over half the country i don't mean like population number wise like you would be it would be damn near close to half the country would no longer have any faith in the election system whatsoever but then just from a a landmass look cuz if you look at 
it's another one of these fact check bullshit things that gets to me. I mean, it's the reason I named this podcast what I did because of the fact check bullshit. There is a fact check going around about the fact that Joe Biden got more votes than any president ever, but won fewer counties than any victor ever. And the fact check says that that's taken out of context, but it doesn't actually dispute the the facts of the post because the facts of the post are 100 percent true. Biden got more supposedly got more total votes than any candidate ever before. But in doing so, also won fewer counties than any victor ever before, like ridiculously fewer counties than even Obama, excuse me, even Obama at his worst. Biden got fewer counties than him. So you're looking at a solid 70 to 80 percent of the country that is, you know, just landmass wise, that is going to look at this election, especially if the Democrats pull out both Senate seats in Georgia after the way all this bullshit went down. They're all going to look at this and say, this system is fucking broken and it doesn't work and it's all rigged and we don't trust it and we won't trust it ever again. This, this seriously, this election could very well be, and I hope, sincerely hope it will be the end of democracy in the United States as we know it, because the country was not founded to be a democracy anyway. It was supposed to be a republic. The founding fathers wanted a republic. They were actually a very anti-democracy. Democracy sucks. Uh, all you got to do is go read Hans Hermann Hoppe's uh, Democracy, the God that Failed. Like, democracy fucking sucks. And it, it's the reason why India is currently going through all of the upheaval that it's in, uh, which American media doesn't actually talk about any of that kind of stuff. Look into India and see what they've got going on over there. Like India is run on basically a, a full democracy. And so giving 50.1% of the people the right to rule over 49.9% is a broken fucking system. And what we, we don't actually get true representation in this system with the way it's construed, especially with the way it is now uh, where our elected officials don't actually represent us. Like even even at the state representative level, they are ingrained in the system. They are establishment players who have their own agendas, and their agendas are based on their parties. Their agendas have nothing to do with the people who they are supposed to represent. So the whole thing is bullshit anyway, and if nothing else comes out of this election, I think it might wake everybody up to the fact that the whole thing is broken and it needs to be torn down to the ground and something something needs to replace it. I don't claim to know what that something is. I don't know how a Ancapistan libertarian, you know, like true libertarian society would work in practice. I do know in principle it sounds like a good idea and it sounds a hell of a lot better than what we've got right now. But like I have no way of guaranteeing how that would actually work out because it it hasn't been tried. I do know socialism and communism have been tried multiple times and they fall on their fucking face every time and it just 
absolutely destroys people's lives. So we definitely don't want to go that route. But considering how stupid most motherfuckers are in this country, that's probably the route we'll end up going. So it's going to be interesting. I think you definitely need to keep an eye on this, uh, the Georgia runoff Senate seat races and see how all that goes. And who knows, maybe we'll get some, maybe Trump will declare martial law between now and January and uh, we'll really get to have some fun with this shit. I am going to call it a day. Uh, that'll be it for the podcast for this week from just uh, me on my own standpoint. I'll have another episode tomorrow that'll be an interview with a buddy of mine from the Peddling Fiction Group. And after that, hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and I will see you again just before the new year. Have a good one.